Well, good morning and welcome to our morning service. We begin with some words from Hebrews chapter 1. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Let's sing our first hymn, a hymn of praise to the Lord Jesus Christ, number 154, if you're using your hymn book. Immortal honors rest on Jesus' head, my God, my portion, and my living bread. In him I live, upon him cast my care. He saves from death, destruction, and despair. After the introduction, we'll stand to sing the opening hymn. Let's join together in prayer. Almighty, eternal God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, 
We come to worship you this day, uh, to still our hearts, to remember that you are God. You are the creator and sustainer of life. You are the sovereign over all things. And we thank you we can come not just to worship your greatness, uh, to honor you, but to uh, praise your name for your grace towards sinners such as us. We thank you we can sing of one we know as our saviour and friend, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for this one whom you sent into the world to be the saviour. We thank you that we remember not simply his birth at Bethlehem, but his life and his death and his resurrection. We thank you that he came to make atonement for our sins, to give us pardon, to open the door for us to have peace with God and to know you as our father. We thank you, Lord, for all that you have provided in your son. We thank you that we can know him truly, individually, as our Lord and Savior. And we pray you bless us as we meditate upon these things this morning, as we hear your word. We thank you, Lord, for this time of year when we particularly remember that the Lord Jesus came into the world. And we pray that you would... Help us not to forget that, not to be so taken up with other things. But Lord, we pray that you will bless us right through the year as we uh, seek to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for all that he is and for all that he has done. None other but the Son of God could have offered a sacrifice for sins. None other but the Son of Man could have truly died. But we thank you that he rose victorious. He is now the strong saviour, the redeemer of all who put their trust in him. We thank you that the Lord Jesus Christ is our refuge and our strength. He is our treasure. He is the one to whom we can turn, whatever else may fail us. uh, The one who is the strong rock. And Lord, we pray that you bless each of us this day. Remember those for whom this is perhaps a difficult time of year. Remember those who are grieving and mourning the loss of loved ones. Lord, we pray that you would be specially near to them and provide that comfort that only you can give. We thank you for the hope of eternal life for all who trust in Christ. And we pray that each one of us might have this hope set before us. Lord, we pray for any here who do not know the Lord Jesus as their saviour. We pray that you would speak to them and bring them to know him. We pray for every church that seeks to proclaim your word this day and this week. We pray, Lord, that you will bless your word across this land and across the globe. Uh, We see such need around us, Lord, and we know that human ingenuity and planning cannot uh, deal with these needs. Uh, There are fundamental problems in our hearts. And Lord, we thank you that uh, the Lord Jesus is the hope, the hope of all the world, and we praise you for him. We ask, Lord, forgiveness for our sins, for uh, those things that uh, we put up that make a barrier between us and yourselves, those things that displease you and uh, harm others. We pray, Lord, that you'd be gracious to us. Help us not to trust in ourselves, uh, but in the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that you would open our hearts to receive your word this morning. Keep us from distractions, Lord. We pray that you would be here in the power of your Holy Spirit to instruct and to bless and to teach and to guide and to convict and to comfort each one of us according to our needs. 
Lord, you know those needs better than we know ourselves. And we thank you we can commit ourselves into your care. Lord, we thank you that you are the wise and sovereign God. Nothing is outside of your control. And so we commit ourselves into your hands this morning. We pray that you bless each one of us uh, through being here. We pray that the Lord Jesus Christ might be glorified this day for his name's sake. Amen. Well, a few notices. And first, just to repeat the welcome, we pray that God will bless each of us in his presence this morning. Um, as usual, the uh, crash and young church will head out uh, during the third hymn. Uh, notices for the week ahead are a little shorter than normal. Uh, we don't have uh, any children's groups running this afternoon, uh, nor on next Sunday afternoon. Uh, this afternoon, our evening service is brought forward a couple of hours, so at 4 p.m., uh, we have our Christmas Eve carols, and that'll be followed uh, by mince pies and non-alcoholic mulled wine in the hall across the car park. So we pray God will bless uh, that uh, gathering as well this evening. Uh, tomorrow on Christmas Day, we have our Christmas Day service for 45 minutes uh, from 10.30 in the morning. Then after that, the next events are next Sunday, uh, New Year's Eve, uh, when we'll be meeting, God willing, at 10.30 in the morning and 6 in the evening. Next week, the uh, morning service will include communion. Uh, the evening service will be in the form of a, a watch night service, including some time of open prayer. But that will be on our normal time of 6 p.m. Then just a couple of items for the week after that. On New Year's Day, uh, there will be a walk organised, uh, so more details will follow on that next week. That's New Year's Day. And then a New Year's party on Saturday, the 6th of January, from 5.30 to 7. Uh, so all are welcome to that. And there is a sign-up sheet for food for that in the church hall. So that's uh, Saturday, the 6th of January. Now, as we prepare to come to the Lord's table, let's sing our second hymn, which is number 217 in the hymn books. Thou who wast rich beyond all splendor, all for love's sake became us poor. The second hymn.
As we come to uh, the Lord's Supper, a reminder that eating the bread and drinking the wine is a privilege for those who have come to know the Lord Jesus as their saviour, have been baptised and are walking in fellowship uh, with the gospel church. So if that's your situation, we warmly invite you to uh, join with us. Um, If that's not your position at the moment, um, please don't be embarrassed. We just suggest that you allow the bread and the wine to pass you by. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let's pray. O Lord, we thank you for the bread that is before us that reminds us of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, that true human body that he took when he came to earth and was born at Bethlehem. And many remember him as a helpless baby, but we remember that he grew up and lived that perfect life, that spotless, sinless, pure and holy life in full accordance with your holy law. And we thank you that he humbled himself so far as to yield that life, to give it up to wicked men who abused and mistreated and had him hanged upon a cross. And we thank you, Lord, that he willingly did this in order to fulfill your will and to lay down his life for our sake. We thank you for all that the Lord Jesus undertook so that he might redeem us from all evil. Lord, we confess that we cannot bring anything good of ourselves, that we are sinners, we always were and we still are. And Lord, we ask for mercy and we come in confidence knowing that the Lord Jesus is the saviour and he came so that mercy might be provided for us so that full atonement could be made for our sins. We thank you that he has done this work, this work that none other could do. He has borne our sins in his own body on the tree. And we thank you that through him we have pardon and acceptance, forgiveness and eternal life. We pray you bless us now as we take this bread. Help us, Lord, to come humbly, not with any pretense, for you know our hearts. Please receive us as we take it in the name of our Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. 
This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the cup that speaks to us of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ shed on our behalf. We know that uh, the many sacrifices, countless sacrifices made up to that point could never atone for a single sin. But they all pointed to this one who would be the Lamb of God, uh, the one sacrifice for sins forever, the perfect life, the just laid down for the unjust. And Lord, we thank you that we have life through the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we remember that though he truly died, yet he was raised glorious uh, to ascend to heaven. The one who has all power and authority. The one who can hear our prayer. uh, The one who will guide us through life and bring us safe home to glory. We thank you we have a victorious saviour. We thank you we can put our trust in him and know that because he lives, we shall live also. We thank you for the sure and certain hope of resurrection for each of your children, each who has trusted in Christ and his work. And we pray that you would strengthen our faith and our hope. Help us to look forward to that time when we shall be with Christ and help us to persevere to that day. We thank you for this privilege of being here and taking uh, this wine and remembering the work of Christ on our behalf. Bless us each one in our own souls and strengthen us by your spirit, we pray. For Jesus' sake, amen. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, 
This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Amen. Now we'll turn in the Bible to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1. Matthew, chapter 1, and reading from verse 18 to verse 25. Matthew, chapter 1, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, 
Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. Amen. We pray God will bless his word to us. Now before our pastor Jeremy comes to preach, we'll sing our third hymn, which is number 226 in the hymn books. Who is he in yonder stall at whose feet the shepherds fall? If you're using a hymn book, uh, we'll be omitting verse 2 and verse 4. But let's stand to sing the third hymn. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Thank you, Alan, for leading us. Finding your way to Jesus. That's our theme on Sunday mornings in December and at our Christmas Eve carols this afternoon and our Christmas Day service tomorrow morning. Finding your way to Jesus. A series of sermons exploring who Jesus is, what he offers, and how we can come to know him personally. And it's my prayer that if you've never found your way to Jesus before, then you would find your way to Jesus now. And if you have found your way to Jesus before, then you would find your way to Jesus again. Last week we were with Mary in Luke's Gospel and uh, chapter 1. And uh, this week uh, we're with Joseph in uh, Matthew's Gospel and chapter 1. Taking as our text the passage that Alan has just read in our hearing, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1, and the verses from 18 to 25. Matthew 1, verses 18 to uh, 25 where we have the narrative of an angel of the Lord announcing Christ's birth uh, to Joseph. And our theme for a few minutes from uh, this passage uh, this morning is when Jesus takes you by surprise. When Jesus takes you by surprise. Jesus' birth took Joseph uh, by surprise. And uh, the message of the Lord Jesus Christ is still uh, taking people uh, by surprise. With the Lord's help, three things. Number one, things aren't always what they seem. Verses 18 and uh, 19. Things aren't always uh, what they seem. Joseph Here's the news. Mary is pregnant. And he knows he's not the father. He loves Mary. But facts are facts, aren't they? And she seems to have let him down. Joseph is clearly gracious. He doesn't want to embarrass Mary. But he no longer wants to marry her either. And who can blame him? It's obvious what's happened, isn't it? It's sad. But these things happen. Except things aren't always what they seem. We read at the end of verse 19 at the end of verse 18, rather, that Mary was found with child of the Holy Spirit. She was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Joseph doesn't know this yet, but there's no other man involved. Mary is still a virgin. She has been chosen by God. Uh, to uh, be uh, the mother of the Messiah. She has been afforded the greatest privilege any Jewish woman could have been uh, afforded. And what's more, 
he'll be the man Jesus will call a dad. And what a privilege will be his to raise the Messiah in his home. You see, things aren't always what they seem. They weren't for Joseph. What seemed like bad news, perhaps the worst news, was in fact good news, was in fact the best news. And as it was for Joseph, so often it is for us too. Even when things are really bad, time and again, God has a good purpose. Even in the bitterest trials of life, whatever they may be, perhaps losing your health, or losing a loved one, or losing your job, or losing your financial security, or whatever it might be, even in the bitterest trials of life, time and again, the Lord has a gracious intent. And when we experience these things, we can either allow them to push us away from God, Thinking we see everything, thinking we know everything, thinking we understand everything, thinking it's just plain bad news and we allow these things to push us away from God. Or we can see he's actually drawing us near. That there's a bigger picture here. That we don't see everything, we don't know everything, we don't understand everything. There's more going on than immediately meets the eye. And trusting God's good purpose, trusting the Lord's gracious intent. We allow these bitter experiences of life not to push us away from God, but to pull us near. We realize that even in these things, perhaps especially in these things, the Lord is drawing near to us. And he is calling us to draw near to him. That was Joseph's experience. And all that it might be your experience too. Things aren't always what they seem. Number two. God is the God of surprises. Verses 20 to 23. God is the God of surprises. And I've counted at least five surprises in these verses. Surprise number one, beginning of verse 20. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. That had never happened before, but it was happening now. That was surprise number one. Surprise number two, still in verse 20. The angel of the Lord spoke to Joseph, bringing this man a personal message from God. 
That had never happened before either. But that is happening and now too. I was surprised. Number two. Surprise number three. The angel explained to Joseph. End of verse 20. That Mary was with child of the Holy Spirit. That there was no other man involved. That this was to be what we call the virgin birth. The baby Jesus born of a virgin. Such a thing had never happened before. But such a thing was happening now. That was surprise number three. Surprise number four. Joseph is to name the child Jesus, verse 21, for he will save his people from their sins. This child that is to be born is to be none other than the saviour of the world. He is to save all those who trust in him. That had never happened before. But that is happening now. That's surprise number four. And surprise number five. All this was in fulfillment of prophecy. Verses 22 and 23. And uh, the angel particularly highlights the virgin birth. That was prophesied in the Old Testament. It's now being fulfilled In Joseph's family. And uh, that the baby would also be called Emmanuel. Meaning God with us. God come from heaven to be with man upon the earth. This too in fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. And this too happening right there, right then in Joseph's family. What a handful of surprises. The angel of the Lord appearing to Joseph in a dream. The angel of the Lord speaking to Joseph. The angel explaining to Joseph that Mary was with child of the Holy Spirit. Joseph told to name the child Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. And all in fulfillment of prophecy. What a handful of surprises. Things Joseph would never have expected to happen in his little life. But they were real and uh, they were life changing. And that's often how God works. He does things we'd never have expected him to do. But things that are real, and more than that, things that are life-changing. Like what, you might ask? Well, here are a few. Like you being in church. Perhaps there was a time when you'd never have imagined that you would be in church... On a Sunday morning, 
But you're here now because God is the God of surprises. Or like you, taking Jesus seriously. Perhaps there was a time when you would never have imagined yourself ever thinking serious thoughts about the Lord Jesus Christ. And yet here you are, at least beginning to do so. Because God is the God of surprises. Or, like you becoming a Christian. Perhaps there was a time when you would never imagine yourself becoming a Christian. Maybe even now you're, you're tempted to shout out and say, I'll never become a Christian. But remember, my friend, God is the God of surprises. You didn't think you'd be in church, but you're here. You didn't think you'd take Jesus seriously, but perhaps you are. You think you'll never become a Christian. But God is the God of surprises. He surprised Joseph in multiple ways. He surprised many others. And he can surprise you too. Perhaps he'll surprise you this morning. And something real and life-changing will take place in your heart and in your life before we're done. Are you still with me? We've said, number one, things aren't always what they seem. And number two, a God is the God of surprises. Number three, we are called to trust and obey. Verses 24 and 25. We are called to trust and obey. Joseph is a beautiful example of faith and uh, obedience. He is a man who trusts God's word and who obeys God's word. And that's what God calls us all to do. To trust his word rather than to doubt it. And to obey his word rather than to rebel Against it. We're told Joseph obeyed. Verse 24. He did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. Verse 24. Then Joseph being aroused from sleep. Did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. And took to him his wife. He did what the angel told him to do. He obeyed. We're told Joseph obeyed. But also we're told uh, that Joseph believed. Uh, verse uh, 25. We're told, first half of verse 25, that he did not know Mary until she had brought forth her firstborn son. 
and uh, second half of verse 25, that he called his name Jesus. In other words, he trusted what God had said through his angel. He trusted the word of the Lord that this child was a virgin born and that this child would be the savior of the world. He obeyed and he believed. And it was because he believed that he obeyed. I realize as it's narrated for us, we have the obedience first and the faith second. The obedience, though, is the evidence of the faith. Because there was faith that there was obedience. Because he believed that he obeyed. Trusting what God said led to him doing what God asked. Friend, what's God asking of you this morning? He's asking you To trust in his son as your saviour. This one who is revealed to us in our passage this morning as Emmanuel, verse 23. And Jesus, verse 21. This one who is Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, God come to us because we couldn't go to him. There was no way we could go to him. And so in the person of his son, he has come to us to meet us where we are, to meet us at the point and in the reality of the deepest needs of our hearts and of our souls. Emmanuel. And not only Emmanuel, verse 23, but also Jesus, verse 21. Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Not just Emmanuel, God with us, but Jesus, Savior, God with us. Not to judge, not to condemn, but to save and to bless. Jesus, the Savior, who by his life would succeed where we have failed, living that perfect Holy, God-honoring life. Who by his death would deal with our failure, our sin, our wrongdoing at the cross. Taking our place, bearing our punishment, paying our penalty. Jesus, who by his resurrection would secure eternal, everlasting life for all who Trust in him. God is asking you this morning to trust in his son as your saviour. God with you. To save you from your sins. And as you trust in his son as your saviour. He's then asking you to obey him as your Lord. Faith and obedience, you see, the two belong together. There is no true faith where there is not real obedience. There is no 
a genuine <coughs> obedience where there is not real faith. To obey Jesus Christ as Lord. To live as he would have you to live. Not your own plan, your own agenda, but his plan, his agenda. To put him first. Not thinking you know best, and where he disagrees with you, he must be wrong and you must be right. But knowing that he always knows best. And if ever there's disagreement, you must be wrong. And he must be right. This is what God was asking of Joseph 2,000 years ago. To trust in his son as your saviour. As his saviour and to obey him as his lord. And this is what he's asking of you my friend. This Christmas Eve. To trust in God's son as your saviour. And to obey this Jesus Christ. As your lord. That's what Joseph. Was called to do. And he made. His. Decision. What did he do? He did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, verse 24. And not knowing Mary till she had brought forth her firstborn son, he called his name Jesus, verse 25. Joseph made his decision to trust and to obey. And that's what you're called to do. Like Joseph, like many more, since to trust in God's Son as your Savior and to obey Him as your Lord. What's your decision this morning? Which choice will you make? What will you do? Will you, like Joseph, trust and obey? Believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Then live to his glory. Remember, things aren't always what they seem. God is the God of surprises. We're called to trust and obey. Joseph did. Will you? Amen. Our closing hymn this morning is from the squalor of a borrowed stable by the spirit and a virgin's faith to the anguish and the shame of scandal came the saviour of the human race. The closing hymn.
the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.